here I am in the place to be. Mr. K and B, you can't fuck with me. Extra sexy, extraordinary. Palms are hairy, your mama pop. What up, y'all? K and B, the sexy ninja in the place to be for C Plus Studios and a paper saber universe. Welcome to the Sexy Ninja Cast, a podcast all about my love and interests and things that I read, watch, listen to, you know, and I want to share it in a, on this level of my passion of nerdism and juggaloism, all that other shit, you know. <laughs> well, so let's rock this one. This one's the last Ronin. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and not your regular, everyday Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The last Ronin deals with the last turtle. Of the Four Brothers. This comic book came out last year with by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. A, a story that was written long ago before um, before everything was really in fruition with itself, with this nin- in the Ninja Turtle world. You know, and if you ever read, instead of not watching the cartoons that came out uh, late '80s and stuff like that, like the the cartoon itself is very campy. You know, we got Ninja Turtle, we got Cowabunga, we got Pizza, we got all this and that. But if you dig in deeper into the roots of the comic books itself, there's some very dark material. And they still keep that tradition going, you know, with uh, the Armageddon game going on right now. And then this project was announced. It's, you know, based in the future. We got the last turtle, the last surviving turtle in this crazy war, you know, and... That was going on, and Raphael getting killed off, Leonardo getting killed off, Donatello and Splinter going out in a uh, a big old battle, you know, fucking uh, rain of arrows taking them out, and leaving Michelangelo, and Michelangelo being the one that we all know as being the goofy one, being somebody who is always like. You know, he he looks at the brighter side of things, and he's he, you know, and not that smart in a lot of ad- adaptations of what we see. Mikey, Mikey's a free spirit, you know, but in this one, like it's crazy. I, I really like the fact that they picked Michelangelo to take this journey, you know, to take this journey in in this story. It's five issues. Uh, good luck trying to find the single issues out there. Uh, you know, I, I do have all the original uh, single issue press uh, cover A's and all that. Um, but I also have the trade the trade itself in this beautiful hardcover book. You can go pick it up. Uh, I believe there's still a bunch left. You know, Tom Watts worked on this, Ben Bishop. You know, the, there's an introduction by uh, Robert Rodriguez for this story. You know, he, he does And there's really an afterword too by... Um, Kevin Eastman and I just interviewed Kevin Eastman and we we talked a little bit about this story and how this story has been developing for years you know you got Michelangelo going through this April uh, has a kid um, Casey Marie Jones um, who's pretty much going to be the leader of the new batch of Ninja Turtles you know, spoiler heavy, but yes, uh, if you want to go read it, go check it out. If you want to hear more of this, I'm going to just keep on going because I, I, I reread the story. I was reading them as they were coming out and reading uh, a series as it's coming out, it, it, especially with this series, they were taking time in between each book. Like there was times when we were getting down to the final issue and I was like, and, uh, you know, there, there, there was so much blockage in between each issue. I kind of forgot. 
you know, and then it just became more chore than just having fun and reading. So as they were coming out, you know, and far and few in between, and when the last one came out, I'm like, oh man, fucking finally, you know, and I read it and I, it, it didn't hit me the way I, I did this time around. So after my interview with Kevin Eastman, you can go check that out. Uh, I went and just picked up the trade paperback. I mean, it's not a paper bag. I picked up the trade and I just read it all the way through right after that interview, all the way up to uh, the newest um, uh, series that's just dropping right now because they're continuing this story. Uh, the Last Ronin, the Lost Years, issue number one is out right now. Uh, that That's a really fun issue. But after rereading The Last Ronin, all of it in its entirety, the, the whole story, holy fuck, like all in one, my emotions got the best of me, man. And there's just this... The ending, like, you know, Mikey is taking on the final bad guy and he finally wins and everything like that for his family, for his brothers, for his family, for the city. And as he's dying and Casey Marie's there, uh, you know, it, it, his heart goes, you know, he, he, he dies and then he wakes up. You just hear Mikey, wake up already. Jeez, you're going to sleep all day or what? Longest nap ever, bro. Hurry it up. Finally stop raining. And Mikey's waking up. He's like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're heading topside for some fresh air and training. Come on. We're already behind schedule. Yeah, sleepyhead. Get your lazy butt moving. And Mikey's there in the bed. And, you know, he's just waking up. And he's waking up in heaven. He's waking up to his brothers, you know, and, and Splinter and everything like that. And I, I got, like, you know, it, it was one of those things. And one of those moments I'm sitting here. And I don't know why it didn't impact me. Because, like I said, it was far from between. But I, I was reading this, and he saw Casey, because Casey's dead in this universe. And, it, and just reading it, and right here, like, like when, <laughs> right here, when um they get to the rooftop, you know, uh, and Casey shows up. He goes, whoever smelt it, dealt it. And, Kay, and he's like, Casey, well, I cannot speak to Raphael's uh, flatulence and uh, splinter father. But New York City, indeed, has its own unique odor. And Mikey just says, "Yeah, it does. Smells like home." I and I I broke down because there's just this beautiful image with all four of them with Splinter and Casey sitting on top here, and it's oh my gosh! You talk about impactful writing itself, and you know, and when when we started this journey, when these issues were coming out, like it it it, it was emotional, especially with each tur- how each turtle died. You know, I would think the most tragic was Donatello and Splinter. You know, they went to go meet um, the main villain in the story who started the war with the clans and families and stuff like that. And they went to go make a truce. And Mikey, he, you know, that he went to Japan to go find them. You know, he went to this village and stuff like that. And he's like, hey, where's my bro- where's my brother? Where's my father? And they're, they're like, yeah. He's dead, you know, you're, but they, they died heroes, you know, and it's just like Mikey's fighting this mental illness of seeing his brothers talking to him, having his brothers in his head, you know, telling him, you can't do this. You got to keep doing that, you know, telling him what to do. And Mikey is dealing with it in, in, in such a like shutting down way, you know, we're, we're dealing with a Michelangelo here that everyone knows is a carefree spirit. You know, he's like, what's up, bro? And like, you don't get that Mikey here. You get a broke down someone, you know, mentally ill because they lost everything. And then when he finds um April, and he finds and he finds out that she has a kid, uh, Casey Marie. Um, 
he tries to reconnect, but he's still disconnected from everything. And even in the final battle, he went at it alone. He even had to tell his brothers to shut the fuck up in his brain. He he looked at them. He you know they're going on and on. And before the, he gets he goes into the final battle, he tells them like, "Hey, I just need you. I need you guys to do one thing for me. Shut up. Like let me." Let me do what I need to do. Quit telling me what I need to do. And it's it's so impactful and, and, and powerful to look at, at Mikey's perspective, especially somebody who went through so much. And in the, the lost years itself, we're, we're going to see Mikey's journey. And in that issue, oh, my gosh, it's just so fucking heartbreaking. Like he he goes and he goes to Japan and he finds this little spot. And he, he, he starts, he starts, he tries to find peace, trying to find peace with himself. You know, he doesn't want to be in the fight and he's thinking, and, and all of a sudden these, uh, these thugs or whatever, they come to where his spot is at. They're like, look, the monster. And they just start beating the shit out of him, you know, and Mikey's taking it. Mikey's just like, yeah, fucking kill me. I don't care. You know, he just, he, he's just there just taking it. He, he's not fighting back. He's not doing this. Then there's just, and this is the first issue of lost years. And he, and he gets this flashback in his brain and he, um, he, he's there in battle with Splinter and everything like that. And Mikey stops and freezes and he just looks and he tells Splinter, he goes, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this, you know? And Splinter's like, Hey, you don't die the coward's way. You're 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 fighting this fight with your family. That's who we are. You know, we're doing this together as with your brothers, as me as your father. And in that moment when Mikey's hearing this in his head and he's down on the ground and he's just taking this beating, you know, he finally gets up and he and you know, he he's like, "You know what? Fine." And he just murders all these thugs and whatnot. And he goes to this village and he finds out this village is all burning and you know, he find and another big baddie's coming and he has to take him out but Mikey's journey from going from being the free spirit loving you know younger brother that we all have you know but then going and have to grow has to grow up you know essentially and I, I can't wait for more of the lost years as that comes out because I would like to see that journey with Michael uh, with Michelangelo because in this one it's very you know you got Casey Marie's story you got the batch of new turtles that's kind of mixed into the lost years and with the last Ronin I, I feel deep down that this story will touch people differently because of the mental capacity and issues that Michelangelo has to go through about loss, about regret, about, you know, just feeling down like, you know, you don't want to fight. And we get a really when we meet this Michelangelo, he's rough, he's tough. All he in the start in the first issue, all he wants to do is just kill, you know, the the, the guy that started all of this, this war and everything like that. And he 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 fuck, you know, he tries he tries his enough, he tries to get close enough. And he fails. And this is where uh, April comes in. Casey, uh, and he meets Casey Marie. And he's he's dealing, you know, he hearing his brothers, seeing that April's alive gives him some form of like, oh, shit, you know. And, and they're talking to each other. And they're telling each other their battle stories. Like, what happened to Leonardo? What happened to Raphael? You know, and, you know, what? And then when she, he tells the story of, like, when he found out what happened to Donatello and Splinter, you know, you just see these two going, these two just war-driven, beat-down characters that we've come to love over the years in 
move in any adaption you can put them in with TV shows, movies, and stuff like that. We've had we've seen so many interpretations of April of Michelangelo, but this is why I love comic books itself because I've been reading this stuff for so long and I've been following the Ninja Turtle stuff as best as I can. You know, I, I have already have too many other titles that I'm trying to read. You know, I, I'm I'm not the biggest turtle head out there, but I, once I dive in, I'll dive in. And once I did that with the last Ronin man, I I was just like, give me more, you know. So I'm over here. I'm looking at my the best of TMT Volume One, Volume Two. I got some other comic books. I'm reading the Armageddon game. It's their big event going on uh, right now. But it, it's really cool taking a character and pushing them to that push pushing a character that normally would not go to this level of depression, this level of deep dark you know a deep dark place but then at the end of the at the end of it he finds himself and the big and one of the coolest things was he has master splinter's book the book that you know he he he's reading and he's trying to like fig, like he wants to train Casey he's like because he tells there's this really cool scene where they're where he's uh Casey's like punching the punching bag and Mikey's just like hey you're doing it all shitty, man. <laughs> he's like, hey, bring it on. And she, he's countering everything she's doing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, you're right. You know, you're you're fighting too hard. Like, you're, you're, you're wasting all your energy and resources on trying to punch me or kick me or anything like that. And now you're winded. Now you're tired. And now I can take advantage of that. And But I want to train you. So she calls him sensei. He becomes sensei to Casey, you know. And... At the end, when he's when he's laying there, he's you know he's hurt, he's stabbed, he's injured, he's 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 slowly dying. He gives, uh, she she finds uh, Splinter's book before uh, Michelangelo took off and stuff like that, so because uh, he, they they try to create this plan to get to the compound. Baxter is uh, like half uh, robotic or whatnot. He he know and he's just gone fucking batshit crazy, and he you know so. As that plan's unfolding, Mikey doesn't like that plan because he's like, yo, this is, this is, I want to do this on my own. And that's what he essentially does. He just does it on his own. He tells his brothers to go away. He finally gets the strength and he goes after the main, the main guy. And this guy is so like insane. Like he, he is insane. And he just, um, you know, he, he even kills his own mother. In this book, I'm, I think his name's uh, Orito or something like that. I'm trying to find it right now because uh, it's driving me crazy because I keep saying the main bad guy, but I'm like, man, give me his name. Oroku Hiroto is the main bad guy, and he is somebody that took over the city of New York and everything like that. And he started a war with different clans, and then he got New York cut off. From the rest of the world, and now he had, he's working with the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan is basically uh, the army of um, his army at his disposal. So while he takes over, but that's who Mikey wants to kill because of this dude. His, he lost his family because of this guy, and he he. It's just a crazy battle, you know. Mikey's trying to he counters him. He does this and that, but when he finally dies, he dies, and he he does it on his own. And Casey tries to find him. She finds him, and during this time too, like 
you know, April is trying to reconnect with Mikey and wants to do blood samples and stuff like that. And she takes some of the mutagen because they want to create more batch of turtles. And that's not until the end that happens when we get the next four coming up. And I asked Kevin Eastman said the, the goal was always introducing an, another generation of turtles into the comic book world and stuff like that. So they're, they're hinting a little bit. They're a little, there, there is children now in the lost years uh, series with the first issue so I like I would like to see the progression you know and Casey's trying to teach him she's using this book and she has the book she's like why'd you leave this Mikey he goes I left it for you um you know she's like sensei 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 you know I you know and he's like I, there's something I he goes listen to Master Splinter's words in this book but the last page uh, is a message from me and the message was no peace no peace and that was just heartbreaking in itself because it took that whole moment to right then right there in the final moments of michelangelo he finally got to no peace and then that beautiful scene i, I just told you like i i want to tear up right now he just it, it, you know he sees his brothers he's he's in the afterworld you know he's he's a, he's on the other side now and he's with his brothers he's with his father you know he's with casey and now they're just waiting for april and looking down and that 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 there folks is what can emotionally break me and break a man my wife looked at me like i was fucking dying or something like that and she was like are you okay because i i i grabbed the book and i started flipping i started reading just reading and reading and i got to the end and just that scene and i'm just like <laughs> and i just start bawling she goes what's wrong i'm like this and she's like, oh, God. <laughs> she walked off, and I was like, yeah, yeah fuck you. <laughs> you know, turtle power, God damn it. <laughs> oh, man, I love comic books, man, and I just love a good story that could just, like, wrench your heart, man. And I, I got to tell everybody out there, you, if you're not a casual comic book person, like, you don't read, you don't do the every Wednesday comic books every week or stuff like that you should definitely go try go pick this up go pick it up on amazon it's called it's teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin it's just a fun good story and just think of all the memories you've had with the ninja turtles because i i was obsessed with the ninja turtles when i was a kid man you know then as i got older and made my own money I bought the comic books, bought the trades. I, you know, I, I digged a little deep. And like I said, I wasn't the biggest turtle head, but I, I knew enough in cartoons that I just fell in love with and stuff like that. And the, the movies themselves, you know, I, I, I love that first movie. I, I love the second one. I even love the third movie, you know, and seeing these characters go through that, especially in this story, you know, it's like your childhood. You know, I, I grew up with the Ninja Turtles for so long in my life. Like, my my uncle, DJ Reflection, he's a bigger Ninja Turtle fan than I am. You know, but seeing these characters that you've been so attached to for all these years go through this. And then you see Michelangelo, who's somebody that a lot of... Like, my favorite was Leonardo. But then you kind of re- then I kind of realize uh, I, I have I have some inner emotions of getting angry pretty quick, so I can relate to Raphael a little bit more. I'm not I'm not the leader like Leonardo, you know. And but we all have those traits, you know. Donatello, he's the smart one, you know. Michelangelo's the the laid back one, but taking that character and pushing him in to this dark space 
than seeing him go through all this and just deal with it and breaking out at the end and sadly losing his life, but understanding this was, this is basically the way this is the path I was supposed to go on. This is the journey. Now I can go see my brothers. I can see my father in in heaven or, you know, wherever you want, whatever you want to call it. That was his peace. And he had to finally find it to know peace. So that was his final, um, teaching to Casey Marie Jones. And I was just like, damn, Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, Laird. I was just like, God damn it. You know, this is, uh, so go check it out, man. I, I highly recommend it. it. It definitely tore me up, um, inside. Uh, and this trade is beautiful. It's really solid. It's from IDW. Uh, you know, and like I said, it has a, a forward by, uh, Robert Rodriguez. Um, I highly recommend it. I, I'll read a little bit of it. Like I, I, I like what he had to say. Uh, introduction. I first discovered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles late in the later '80s when I was in college. The comics had been out a few. The comics had been out a few years. The animated show had just begun, and it was the talk of the school because the, this phenomenon had been dreamed up in the kitchen over pizza by a couple of friends. The original film came out a few years later, and I saw it in advance. Word of mouth preview screening. I remember being blown away and inspired that this whole wild creation that caught fire everywhere was created independently and had started as an indie comic. It made us all feel like the sky was the limit and that maybe we too could come up with ideas that could mass entertain and have cultural impact. It was an exciting time both as consumers and, and fan of fans of comics, movies, and animation, and as budding creators. That's so fucking true. And, you know, it was one of the biggest independent films ever. <laughs> you know, that's that's crazy, and it's based off a comic book, and when that movie came out, Skies was the limit, the animated series, you know, Pizza Power Galore, we got concerts from that, like, the, you know, toys, 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 toys. It's just crazy. These two dudes you know, came from nothing, printed out this indie comic, and it just caught fire. And that just tells everybody out there that's a creator, anybody that that's just making art, anybody that's doing a podcast, you can do it. You can create and make something that could explode and change the world and make a fat man like me cry on a Sunday night with my wife being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, that, that, that there, that's why I love what I do. And I want to inspire others to make sure that you understand that you can do these things, music, writing, making movies, pot, anything you want to do, it's achievable. Just look at the greats in history that have done it, that have come from nothing. And it's fantastic. So that's it. That's all. Go check it out. The Last Ronin. It's out now. Uh, the Last Ronin and the Lost Years just started. And it's a great read. I can't wait for more. Um, you know, and tell me if you read the story. Tell me if you read The Last Ronin. What was your thoughts on it? Like, what, drop those comments below. You know, what what made you, like, what did you connect with? Because for me, I connect with the the emotional, I, I connect with the mental illness side of what Michelangelo is going through. Because I've been to dark places in my life and I've tried to take my life at one point because I thought there was nothing to live for. But now here I am, 
you know, speaking to you, whoever's listening, you know, if you're, it's, it's just one of those things that I connected with very, very hard in this book. And I appreciate that Kevin Eastman and Peter, uh, shared this story and created this story. I, I, I can't wait if they do an animation or if they do a, a live action movie with this, uh, cause this is some heavy shit that needs to be out there and for people to understand that it's going to be okay. Um, so drop, drop those comments below. Then after that. Like and subscribe. Share with your grandma. Share with your grandpa. Share with the bum down at Walmart. I am KMB, the sexy ninja. And as always, stay sexy ninjas. Whoop whoop. Welcome to the wicked shit.